I was getting nervous there for a second. Uh, Try to hit start recording. The health checks for Colin didn't pass, but now they're passed. This is Sports Talk Therapy. We are now in February of 2023. How's everybody doing? I'm doing great. Uh, Colin survived his surgery today. Finn and I get through the workday. We don't have to endure Villanova basketball tonight, and uh, we've got some great football to talk about. He is correct. And uh, before we get into that football, though, I have some – some breaking news that I want to confirm or deny here live on the air. Um, screw the, the Kyrie Irving Woj bomb of a couple days ago. Th- this is way more important. From unidentified sources, Colin, before you hopped on here, I've heard that it's you alleged that you have a trash can in your apartment. Can you confirm or deny whether this is true? I can confirm. Confirm a trash can. Wow. How, how yeah. was said trash can purchased? Was it in person? Was it online? When did it arrive? We had a we had a we had a guy, you know. Oh, trash can that? guy. Do you have trash, trash guy. Do you have trash you bags do. or just a trash can? We do have both of those things. Whoa! Wow! I know. Pretty, pretty, pretty legit is what we are. Now, did you purchase this trash can from the trash can man because of you know the constant? badgering everybody around you to be like you've had this apartment for a year why do you not have a trash can or was there and very alec fashion did the accident happened and now you had to get a trash can no you know what really happened is that i my i've decided that what i realized is that new year's has passed yes. so if i don't make any changes right now in the beginning of the lease i can't make them anymore you can't alter things in your apartment if it's not the end of the or beginning of the if it's not the beginning of a new lease, if you just it's illegal. Okay, yeah, of you course. Can only yeah. change things in the beginning of a lease. So I was like, man, I've been here for a year. <laughs> if I want to change anything about this apartment, it needs to change right now, or else it's not going to change. So then I ordered a I ordered a trash can. I was like, you know what? This is just just I don't want to have to keep having bags just strewn strewn about. The uh, the home homeowners association at thirty two St Mark's Place said you cannot get a trash can after within a week you sign the lease. Yeah. Yes. Precisely. Um, other breaking news, I guess. There at least breaking news to me. You got your lease. They finally sent it to you. Uh, three days before it ended. Awesome. That's yeah. That's just great. I was thinking about this, dude. When the landlord said like. I was I, at first when we emailed like that a month ago and said, Hey, can we get the renewal phone? They said, and they said the landlord is out of the country. I just accepted that. <laughs> but then I was thinking about it and that's not a real excuse anymore. Like, it's not. Does he not have a cellular device or like email? Where, like, where is he? Is he like <laughs> in like sub-Saharan Africa on like a, like a safari? Is he on the front lines of a war? Is he like <laughs> deep in like, the Arctic. I don't know where this guy was, but it is absolutely <laughs> criminal that he could not respond. I don't know who out there is, isn't on their phone for a whole month, but they are psycho. We live for a we. Our landlord is a psychopath uh, or like a massive arms dealer, international criminal of some kind. Yeah, that was just so crazy. It wasn't like you guys weren't being proactive. You sent him a month in advance. Month Which he should have just given it to you in the first place. The fact that you had to ask is even a different thing. Oh, that's a crazy yeah. story. I'm glad that it's all resolved now and you have a trash can. Everything is right in the world. Everything is right in the world. 
All right. Last time we did this show, we were previewing Super Wild Card Weekend, and now it's Super Bowl week, so we have a lot to catch everybody up on here. Do we want to kind of go game by game, starting all the way back to the Wild Card Weekend? Because I think every round had interesting games that are worth talking about. Yeah, we can we can we can just give like quick thoughts on like each of the games going through. Yeah, I think it's a good way to do it. Well, let's do it. All right, going Red back fire. to. Super Wild Card Weekend, that's Saturday. 49ers, Seahawks. 49ers win to 41-23. to Gino had a little bit going there. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, a little bit, but he's still, he's still Gino Smith and couldn't get it done. I think we, we kind of knew where this was going to go. We were like, the Seahawks are just not the caliber of team. Just makes me wonder what Brock Purdy could have done if he was healthy in the United Championship game. Oh, man. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get, get there. there. Second game, the game that I was personally the most excited for, outside of Sean's Giants, of course, for, um, from that weekend. Chargers, Jaguars. And, oh, man, the Chargers Dude. completely choked away a big lead. But uh, let's focus on the positive here. Trevor Lawrence was awesome in the second half of this game. Yeah. I, I was on vacation when this game happened. I was in California. I was skiing. So this was like the first game we had a chance to watch because it was like the five. It was five thirty out in LA or whatever Pacific time. And we watched the first half, and it was a complete blot. I turned it off. We were watching like random college basketball games, and then I didn't see it until the end. And I was like, "What? How did this? Like, I thought there was no way. I thought it was like, oh, this game's over. It's a terrible game." Ultimate time, ultimate all-time choke job by the Chargers and uh, arrival for the Jaguars. Is how the Chargers pulled the Chargers. The Chargers and the Falcons are like, I don't know, they're just the special teams and they do special things. And this game, I was in Florida with my grandparents, like Colin. I was like, let me turn on college basketball. This isn't entertaining. And I think I actually went to bed. Like I woke up and I like watched highlights for twenty minutes. I was like, okay. That happened. Trevor Lawrence still has never lost on a Saturday, but unfortunately now it's coming to an end. But he had a last great hurrah here. Maybe because I'm just a a degenerate football watcher. I because the Jaguars scored that touchdown at the end of the first half, I was like, let me watch a little bit of the second half here. And then I was glued to the screen for the rest of the game. Um yeah, I mean just a complete reversal. Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first half, three of them to Asante Samuel Jr. And then they completely flipped the the script in the second half. The Chargers I think had seven rushing attempts in the second half, which is not a great recipe to run some clock when you're up big. Um Brandon Staley kept his job, which I think was the right decision. They did get rid of the OC Joe Lombardi and hired Kellen Moore, which I thought was a pretty good hire from the Cowboys there. We'll see what they can do next year, but a couple other notes from this game before we move on. The you know the the win probability charts that ESPN has. This one from this game starts up right around the fifty, heavily in favor of the Chargers, and then tanks towards the Jaguars at the very end. Somebody made the comparison. It kind of looks like the Chargers logo itself, which is pretty funny. 
Oof. And then the other one here is, and I'm, this is going to be directed towards Sean. Trevor Lawrence celebrated this victory by eating at Waffle House. So I think Colin and I are vindicated for trying to go to Waffle House that one day in Alabama. Would you agree, Sean? I'd say so, but he wasn't <laughs> shut out of the Waffle House. He got let in the Waffle House. Yeah, sure. you're right. Yeah, That's very true. That is a truth fact. T-Law was not shut out of Waffle House. Okay. Moving on to that Sunday. Bills 34, Dolphins 31. Way closer than I thought. Yeah. Uh, Skyler Thompson. <laughs> grinded. He was grinding. I mean, I just like Bills. Sneezed away, away my thoughts there and disrupted Colin, too. <laughs> no, you're good, bro. Bills kind of choked this one away, didn't they? Or almost choked it away. Sorry, they. they I mean, this yeah. is kind of where you you saw a little bit of weakness in, in the Buffalo. Yeah, we'll get to that in the next round too. About what happened to them, uh, Sean. It's your time. Giants thirty-one, Vikings twenty-four. That was great. It is. This was great, but this feels like I don't know a month and a half ago. It was only three weeks ago, but uh, this game was awesome. Um, just from the onset, probably the most exciting start to a football game I've ever seen. I don't think there was an incomplete pass until the second quarter, if I'm correct. It was Vikings drive down, immediate touchdown. Giants drive down, immediate touchdown. Vikings drive, Giants drive down again, and it was so great. Uh, back and forth, and after seeing the game on Christmas Eve where the Giants lost in a 59-62, some ridiculously long field goal, uh, seeing them come back, play a nice strong game, it was huge. Uh, great for the franchise. First playoff win. Since 2012, ending an 11-year drought. Uh, wow, what a game. Uh, Danny Dimes looked really good, and I think he earned himself a new contract. Hopefully he resigns for something reasonable and not like $40 million a year, but we shall see. Um, Saquon also looked great. They showed that like, they can compete as a team, and then they got their doors blown off the next week. So this was just like my – like. This is like when a, a 12 seed makes like the Sweet 16. It's like, yeah, like we did it. We overachieved. This is our moment. This is our time. Uh, we almost got beat by Kyle. Not Kyle. Collins guy, TJ Hawkinson. He went off. Um, but Kirk Cousins pulled the Kirk Cousins and threw a three-yard out with, I think it was fourth and eight, the game on the line. And Big Blue got the W. And uh, it was a great day. Um, yeah, really uh, nothing to complain about this game. I was playing golf in Florida. They delayed the start of the game because I wasn't finished playing, not because the other game was running late. So I got home ready to kick off and watched the entire thing. But uh, looking ahead to next year, uh, confident. Just need to draft a couple wide receivers and just sure up some things and hope the Eagles can't resign anyone because they have too many players. Great synopsis right there. Very happy for you that the, uh, the Giants got a win there. Yeah, nice to see them beat the the fraudulent Vikings. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Collins' enemy, Kirk Cousins. Oh, actually, no, I forgot. You're a Kirk Cousins guy because of Michigan State. I was. Most people just yeah. don't like Kirk Cousins. That's why I got confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm I'm partial. Yes. Yeah. Mo- most people don't like that. <laughs> I I do I do like that. That's what I do. Very subtle puns here on sports talk therapy. I, what was that play called, Colin? Little Giants, that fake field goal. I know that wasn't him, but like, I think he was on that yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, 
And also, a side note, uh, Notre Dame's uh, Tommy Reese taking the job at Alabama is wild. I won't talk about that now, but that's just a ridiculous thing. Um, like wild, like ridiculous decision or wild, like the crazy, just a crazy thing? No, it, it's just a crazy thing because like, he's a really good OC. He's a really good coach, so I get it. But like Tommy Reese was the guy that was like fighting to keep Notre Dame's starting quarterback job when I was in middle school, and now he's going to be a coach at Alabama. That's just crazy to me. Really yeah, happy for him. That's a, that's an awesome opportunity. I just didn't see it coming. Um, last one, Bang. Or, I'm sorry. Last one on that Sunday, Bengals twenty four, Ravens seventeen. Um, probably the biggest momentum swing play of the entire weekend there with that uh, fumble by Tyler Huntley that was picked up by Sam Hubbard. Excuse me. That's Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley to you. Uh, Pro Bowl quarterback Snoop Huntley to you. <laughs> Yeah, that is I, – I guess Scott got right there. <laughs> that was the most bizarre play I've ever seen, but also wildly entertaining watching a lineman sprint 100 yards. He was fast, yeah. He ran down the field. Um, Bengals took care of business there. Yeah, the, the Pro Bowl, Tyler Huntley, I, that is – we there needs to be a documentary or an investigation into how that happened because even he yeah, was surprised. I saw like the other options, and it was like Mac Jones and two other people that were really bad. And I was like, okay. Like when I saw the other options, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> to Kobe Brissett, even no. though he only played like six games. So like, I, that's the, he, if he played a full season, sure. Like he's not like the worst quarterback in the world, but like <laughs> played six games. Ridiculous. There could have been a lot of injuries in fantasy football. And they needed him just in case. Yep. I watched the flag football thing yesterday. It was shockingly entertaining. I enjoyed it. We saw like some of the end of it, I think. Yeah, Colin and I, uh, we didn't realize it was halves, not quarters. Oh, yeah. So we saw at the end of the first, it was 28-27. We're like, whoa, this is going to be a high scoring <laughs> game. Yeah, that, that took me a second, too. That, that was my, my cooking yesterday. It was started with that, and then it led into the crazy Knicks comeback against the Sixers. Anywho, that's a different sport. Last game of Super Wildcard Weekend. Cowboys 31, Buccaneers 14. Tom Brady's final game. Allegedly. Well, we this, this is where we saw good Dak. This game just ended up... I mean, he just threw the ball around the park. Kind of shredded the, the old box, but... Yeah, yeah things he changed. Played, he, he played well, and... Uh... Not after that. Like honestly, if I'm looking ahead to next year, I think I'd rather have Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott. That's a conversation. Okay, divisional round. <laughs> See, we I watched this game again. Through, so I can just slip yeah. that one in there. I like. I like it. I like it. Chiefs twenty-seven, Jaguars twenty. We watched this on Collins' antenna. We did for all we the folks at home. Some antenna. Yeah. You could still get an antenna. It's it's great. I figured out what the problem was too. Why why oh. it was weird. I just had to put it closer to the window. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is an antenna, so that would make sense. <laughs> that's that does figure. It was still working pretty well where it was in the first place. But um, big story of this game was Mahomes getting injured. Chad Henney comes in, leads a ninety-eight yard drive, but Mahomes still clearly hobbled in this game, and then again in the conference championship. We'll see how he is in the Super Bowl, but great season for the Jaguars. I mean, I think it's a lot further than anybody expected they would go. For sure. 
totally agree. They had a, a great year, and like I put them in the camp of the Giants. Like you're sort of proud of what you did, and you can build. You're not not looking back disappointed like uh, the Titans or a Bucks, so to speak. I like that just because you, you know what's coming right now. You just you prop yourself up. You are you are correct. The Giants should be very happy with how this season went, despite how it ended at the hands of the Eagles, thirty-eight seven. I mean, this this was just. The, the talent mismatch here was a little bit too much. It was uh, it's sort of like middle not middle school, like travel baseball when there's like a twelve nothing mercy rule. It's like quick and painless. Mm-hmm. Like this is not like Villanova basketball where you hope this game from the snap. I was like, all right, like I was like pretty level. Some of my friends are aggressive. I was pretty level headed. I'm like, all right, like this is gonna be really tough. Like if we can hang this game, I'll be proud. And the Eagles march down and score at will like four times in a row, and I was like. All right, this game's over. But uh, luckily, we had a nice, good, nice, good catering spread. Just thought about the entire season and uh, enjoyed it. Um, this sort of goes to my point of like, yes, the Giants have some good pieces, but like, there's still ways to go in this league. It's really not like a baseball or basketball where you can get hot and you can like take a mediocre team all the way. It's you really have to have all those building blocks in place. And then you gel together. Like the Giants' holes were exposed, like Swiss cheese, and uh, it was ugly. But all I can say is I'm very glad that Rachel was home watching with her family and not with me because it would have been absolute torture. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's nothing to be ashamed yeah. about about what happened in this game. Yeah, it might be a Super Bowl. I mean, that's one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league. It's tough to. It's the best roster in the league. Yeah. It's a good thing they don't have uh, two first-round picks next year. Oh, the Wait. Saints. Why did they do it? Why Dude, did the Saints do Saint- that? Isn't it like, te- what is it, top ten? It's like six? or No, it's we have ten. Six, like- it's ten. That's ten? Okay. Yeah, it's so brutal. Top ten pick. God. That's just ridiculous that they're going to have that. Anywho. Of the two divisional round games here, this is one that surprised me as it was going on but the the more that i listened to i guess recaps and follow-ups throughout the week it made more sense to me Bengals 27 bills 10 the bills were never in this game they really weren't and uh everyone slept on the Bengals all season long and quite frankly like it makes you wonder why this team went to the super bowl last year they're great and everyone this year like, oh, they're not that good. And they start off like a little slow and eventually get their footing and still no one gives them any respect. Uh, shout out Joe Burrow. Cool Joe. I could watch that clip of him throwing like the out and like doing a little spin before the game over and over. Um, everyone talks about wanting to find the next Josh Allen. Well, Josh Allen hasn't found a Super Bowl yet. So I don't want to find Josh Allen. I want to find someone else. And uh, yeah, this game was pretty shocking to me as well, Finn. I would have thought at least the Bills would put up a contest, but like you said, it was nothing like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, bro. I feel like people, like, this is just, this is a tough, like, obviously the Bills kind of got treaded here, but, like, they desperately need someone besides Stefan Diggs to be able to, like, catch a fall. Yes. They got nobody. Like, you shut down Diggs, like, you shut down the entire offense for the Bills. Uh, I still think Josh Allen, I mean, I, I, I have him as my number two quarterback in the league. 
For sure. Like, I'm taking anyone besides Patrick Mahomes. It's Josh Allen right now. I think you can argue Burrow, uh, probably, but uh, maybe, like, but I, th- I think Josh Allen is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But this kind of just shows you, like, look at every team that besides, like, you're the Chiefs, you have Mahomes. He's a cheat code. Every team besides them has a legitimate all-star supporting cast, right? Like, you just can't try and win games on Josh Allen making crazy deep ball throws like to Stefan. Like, it's just not a sustainable way, it seems like. Yeah, you, you explained my the point I was going to make perfectly, Kyle, and it's Bills were hyped up as a preseason Super Bowl favorite, which is, I mean, it's true. They were 13-3 and and made it to the divisional round, had a good season overall. But the number of truly elite players that they have is drastically different than a team like the Bengals, the Eagles, even the Chiefs, and and then the 49ers, too, who just ran into some bad luck. Um, there's There's still some ways to go in terms of roster construction before they're competing with the Super Bowl, but they have the most important piece figured out with the quarterback there in Josh Allen. And on the the Cincinnati side, I do agree with Sean that you know, myself included in this, people were sleeping on Cincinnati for a long time. They didn't start off the season very well. It took them a little bit to get going, and it was after, funny enough, the um, the Monday night loss to Cleveland, where Cleveland played their best game of the entire season. After that, the Bengals took off, and they were fantastic. Joe Burrow's a top-five quarterback in the NFL, and, um, yeah, they're going to be scary for years to come here. Yeah. Yeah, what do we what do we think about this? do you think that uh, a T's getting dealt? No, it, it turns out that like wasn't a real report. It was just somebody's opinion and then the yeah. guy on Twitter framed it like it was a real report. That was I don't know what was going on. That there. was weird. But I could still like I still think they have like they have a decision to make cuz either like I don't know if you can pay him and Jamar and Joe. Like it's a lot of money to lock up and cap went up huge this year. I I agree that it's going to be a, a strain in terms of some other positions, but I, I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't do all the, all they could to lock everybody up. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't know if you get a first if you, if you get a first back for him or a first plus, be pretty tempting. That's true. And then I, I guess it looks like Joe Mixon's going to stay on the team, but that was a crazy situation. That was crazy. Too. That was a menacing. Crazy. I have never heard of that crime before. No, but then I read it and I was like, yeah, that sounds menacing to me. It was extremely menacing. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah, that was nuts. I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. And then I was like, oh, no, that was bad. That's a bad crime. <laughs> like, it's not good. Yeah, I think they could just call that like other things also. But yeah. I don't know. Blasting Nicki Minaj outside. Anywho. Final game of divisional classy, weekend. Classy French restaurant, Finn. <laughs> Maybe it is the French restaurant playing that. Um, 49ers 19, Cowboys 12. Brock Purdy got him to the NFC Championship game. Got him too, and didn't have a chance to really get him through, unfortunately. 49ers are right. legit, man. That roster is is pretty freaking legit. Um, I mean, I don't. I, people were really on Dak's head, man. 
this game, but and I understand he played not a good game, but it's like okay, he did just blow out the box and play like his best game of the season. Like, yes, he played a bad game, but I don't know. Yeah, the yeah, it's are nasty. Yeah, he didn't play well, but I think it was a little overblown the uh, the reaction to Dak's performance there. Kellen Moore's gone. Mike McCarthy calling plays. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> NFC, or I'm sorry, championship weekend here, which did start with the NFC championship. And uh, man, the, the Kyle Shanahan is the most snake bitten coach in the playoffs. He just can't catch a break. Brock Purdy tears his UCL in this game. They bring in fourth string quarterback Josh Johnson, who I think has been on half of the teams in the league. And also was in the XFL and played for a team named the Sacramento Mountain Lions at one point in his career. And then he gets hurt. Brock Purdy with a torn UCL. He can't throw the ball. Has to come back into the game. They just had no chance. I wanted to yeah, see more McCaffrey Wildcat. That would have been fun. Yeah, I was only disappointed yeah. me. They just like basically admitted to losing. They're like, well, we're just going to run off the clock. Yeah, this. I mean, running wildcat unprepared, as we've seen uh, Colin in Friday Night Lights, when Luke Cafferty tries to run the wildcat, he's not prepared to throw the ball down the field. Um, Clearly the same situation here in the NFC Championship game. But, yeah, the Eagles scored early and often, really coasted throughout this game. The leading receiver for either team in this game had only 36 yards. And actually, that was Devontae Smith, who didn't catch that pass, so it's even less. Um, it's just a weird game. It was a weird game for me, too, Finn, because I watched this with uh, Rachel's sister, brother-in-law, and a bunch of their friends. I was in a den of Eagles fans. Mm. I had a friend in a three-month-old baby in a golden retriever. Other than that, it was, ooh, man, what an environment. Um, not great, but luckily the game wasn't very close. So everyone was just chill. And, uh, yeah, whenever they did their little Eagles chance, I just like sat in the corner and just trying the other way. It's like me with the, um, if Colin remembers from the, the Bills Browns game, the Bills make me want to shout. That's, that's like the same reaction. I feel like where I'm just like, I don't want to hear the song anymore. And then I went to that Patriots game and then it happened again. Anywho, um, AFC championship game. Much better game than the NFC Championship. The Chiefs win 23-20. to And I feel bad for Joseph Osai. Yeah, pretty brutal. Like, especially because, like, who was the guy, the old guy that was, like, ripping on him? He was like, oh, it was my last game. Yeah. Like, don't hit the quarterback. Someone was in the lot. Oh, that was, um, I think it was Frank Clark. Yeah. On his way back into the locker room. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, wait, wait, no. It wouldn't have been Frank Clark. No, it was someone else, I think. It was. uh, Yeah, it was someone in the Bengals. What am I talking about? Yeah. uh, Might have been Jermaine Pratt. It might have been. Whoever it was. I think you might be right. Uh, Yeah. Least valuable team. But whoever it was, like, he played like shit. And Joseph Ashai played like. He. Without Joseph Ashai, they probably. They might not win. They may not. They wouldn't be here. I mean, he had a sick season, so it's like I, I understand 
he had a brutal penalty there, but like, come on, guys! Like, I, I, professional athletes should know one play doesn't lose a game. Like, little Weedle, but yeah, tough. That's a that's a tough tough way to go out. Little Bill Buckner type type action right there. Yeah, it's. I mean, that game. There were there were right righteous complaints about the officiating in that game. I don't think any of them really ended up being like shaping the crux of the game. That was the right call to call that late hit on Osai, but have to call that. Yeah, um, Mahomes on one leg, still the best quarterback in the league. It was truly unbelievable watching how well he played in this game, specifically the touchdown throw to Valdez Scantling, like my jaw dropped. I couldn't believe that he was able to move around the pocket like that, keep his eyes downfield and just fire a laser in there. It's just, I, I'm going to go on a side tangent rant for a second here. I know that talk shows have to, you know, stir up interest. People might not hundred percent believe in the takes that they have, but you're trying to get the debate to make a more entertaining product. But this one went beyond the sports talk debate shows. When people were talking about how, oh, Joe Burrow's the winner and Mahomes is like the guy that's got all the stats. Mahomes has won a Super Bowl and Joe Burrow hasn't. That that take getting thrown out there for that whole week leading up to this game was one of the most ridiculous takes I've ever seen. I'm so happy that Mahomes won this game. Shut everybody up. He's the best quarterback in the league. Why do we keep doing this? Like, by far. It's not even a question. Why do we keep doing this? It's not even remotely close how much better he is than everyone else. His own tier. Yeah, like, and it's not, like, the difference between him and two is very, very, very far. Yeah. And if if his career ended today, he's all famer, in my opinion, which, like, is pretty incredible. So he's only played six seasons. Bengals will be here for years, so not too worried about that. We talked about that a little bit beforehand, but I know we only usually oh sorry, that was not that was not English. I know we only usually do game picks at the end of the show here, but considering it's only one game and we've just gone through the entire playoffs, I think we can talk about the uh, Super Bowl right now. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me. Let's do it. <clears throat> Chiefs, Eagles. The two one seeds. This is such a great matchup. I'm so excited for this game. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Any particular storylines or keys to the game that you guys are thinking on this uh, Monday before the game comes up here at the end of the week? I just don't think I've seen the Eagles play like a close game in a very long time. So I think that'll be very interesting. And the health of Mahomes' ankle also will be uh, a huge storyline to track because this Eagles defense, as we can see, so all can get after the quarterback. And if it's like, uh, was it two years ago, I think against the Bucks that Mahomes is just like a sitting duck? Yep. Um, if that happens again, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, it's cool to see for the first time ever two brothers playing against each other in the Super Bowl. We're going to have Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, who are two of the best players in the entire NFL. So that'll be a fun storyline going into this game here. Um, Sean nailed it. Number one storyline's got to be Mahomes' health. 
will the extra week off help him out here and get him back towards being at full strength? Because if he's not, I think this Eagles defense and this Eagles roster is a little bit too overwhelming here, but it's hard to doubt the best quarterback in the NFL. If I'm picking this right here, I think the Eagles are going to win this game, but I think it's going to be really close and could go either way. Yeah, it's this is a tough game because you have cheat code Mahomes against like the best built team in the NFL by far. I think. Uh, I mean, I almost have to think like I have to think it's going to be Philly, but you can never count out Mahomes. Like Mahomes can just win a game by himself mm-hmm. as long as his ankle is healthy, which is a question mark. But we will see. Um, it's t- like I feel like I don't know. They said that he like didn't have any painkillers for the last game. I just cannot believe that's yeah, possible. It's just... true. Like <laughs> there's <laughs> like what that's like malpractice if he didn't like I don't know, man. But uh they heard they said it was pretty nasty high ankle, so it was like three weeks, like hopefully he just the last two weeks he's just been getting that ready to go. Should be a great game. Very excited to watch it. Can't wait. Gonna be exciting. Anything else in? Oh my! I can't believe I forgot. This is bad job by me going back to the divisional round here. We didn't talk about one of the funniest plays in NFL history: the Cowboys end of game. Ezekiel oh. Elliott lines up at center and gets. Absolutely steamrolled before Dak throws the ball to Kevante Turpin, who gets just absolutely leveled. I, I mean, couldn't stop laughing. I think Kellen Moore should just now have been hired this offseason just <laughs> that ball. What are you thinking? I, I can see what they were trying to do, at least on the receiver side. Turpin was supposed to catch the pass, and I think he was going to throw it to T.Y. Hilton, who had a couple of blockers next to him. Why any of this had to involve Ezekiel Elliott lining up at center is beyond me. He had a great snap. I'll give him credit for that. It was a really good snap on target, got back to Dak, but that was just one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and I, I had to mention it, even though that was a couple of weeks ago at this point. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome play. And just as the Cowboys being America's team and being America's team, probably one of the most hated teams, they're just such a great ending. It was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Not going to be a traditional dysfunctional team commentary unless somebody was planning on it. We can we can make room <laughs> for it. Um, I think my, my team is the only one functioning at one point, and uh, yep. they're no longer functional. So yes. we're good. Yeah. Let's do some bolting push. Yeah. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Unless anybody else wants to. Got so a few here stacked up I've over the last my month's worth of material. Okay. Gotcha. Starting off with, um, this was a long time ago, but we have to mention it. Um, multiple teams contacted Cliff Kingsbury for their vacant offensive coordinator job. 
Uh, turns out, no, he bought a one-way ticket to Thailand and has told teams respectfully that he's not interested at the moment. That rules. I love yes, that for Cliff that Kingsbury. He's still getting paid. Yep. The one-way ticket to Thailand. Not taking calls. He's done. With my for- landlord, dude. <laughs> what Cliff Kingsbury is with your landlord in Thailand. Cliff King, maybe Cliff Kingsbury is my landlord. Maybe I that's, was one of the people who called and got told that he's out of the country. That's right. You had the exclusive information. Ridiculous. It, um, he's one of the two brothers in Two Brothers Pizza. He's one of the four brothers in Four Brothers Pizza of New Rochelle. Double there was a four fun there was a four brothers pizza i don't know if it's the same four brothers but in westport but it was like a spanish themed one and it was called cuatro hermanos anyway um <laughs> they get closed and there was a greek one too that was like in a greek alphabet name but nobody could read it and that one closed too anywho shannon sharp is another person here in bulletin board material. You could potentially throw him in as a Weedle, but this was related to an on-court dispute that he had with the Memphis Grizzlies at a Grizzlies-Lakers basketball game. After Dylan Brooks was jawing with him, here's what Shannon had to say. They didn't want this smoke, Dave. They do all that talking and jockeying, and I ain't about that jockeying. It started with Dylan Brooks. He said I was too small to guard LeBron. He said, fuck me. I said, fuck you back. He started to come at me, and I said, you don't want these problems. And then Ja came out of nowhere talking. He definitely didn't want these problems. Then the dad came, and he obviously didn't want no problems. But I wanted anything they had. Don't let these fools fool you now. This is a man who I believe is in his 50s, trying to fight the Memphis Grizzlies. What, What is happening here? I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just that's an all-time quote. Unaware. Yeah, ridiculous. Very funny video, too, of Stephen Adams walking over to him and Shannon being like, no, nope, no, I wasn't talking to you. Nobody wants to fight Stephen Adams. Batting third here. Um, we're in the streaming revolution. There's a million different streaming services that probably equal the price of cable at this point. But uh, make room, guys. You're going to have to cancel your Netflix subscription because Arkansas University now has a streaming service that features athlete interviews, game film breakdowns, and behind-the-scenes look at teams. Can you guess what it's called? Arkansas? Yeah. Um, Razorbacks. Flex. It's called Hogs Plus. Hawks Plus will cost you $8 a month if you want to do that and bump out maybe Hulu or something like that so you can get Hogs Plus. Anyway, last one here. This comes from yesterday. LeBron James. Three words. Maybe it's me. Oh man, he is he is down tremendously after the Lakers failed to trade for Kyrie Irving. He's questioning everything. Maybe it's me. Kyrie Irving's on the Dallas Mavericks. That's an entirely different situation that could just completely implode another franchise. 
But um, yeah, LeBron's very sad. That's what I had. That's good. Pretty stuff. good fan. Um, mine. Uh, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet because it's probably the best thing I've seen in the last month. Uh, Joe Burrow. Well, this is more. This is not a little weedle. This is like a great weedle. But Joe Burrow introducing himself to other players on the field during the game might be the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, well, gets like goes to get hit by Aaron Donald, who just like taps him because he throws balls. He's like, "Hey." Hey, Aaron, my name's Joe. Nice to meet you. Or just like Eric, like Weddle hit him or something. He's like, hey, man, like I grew up watching you. You're like, big fan. Just like mid game, just being an absolute beast. Um, absolutely love it. And then this one uh, just made me laugh. This is an actual little Weedle. Uh, John Rahm is interviewed in the Foreplay podcast, and they talked about how uh, Larry Fitzgerald, anytime he puts on weight, it just goes right to his butt. Which, if you look at a picture of Larry Fitzgerald after he retires, it is absolutely true, 100% accurate. The man has no stomach, just goes right in the behind. And, uh, yeah, great story. I'm now looking up Larry Fitzgerald post-retirement. Just look up Larry Fitzgerald's butt. Yeah, I'm going to word it differently. Colin searching the archives. Oh yeah, I've got I've got I've got some locked and loaded here, boys. Uh, okay. All right, I'm gonna start with the Villanova one. Uh, in Kempom's luck rating, which is like the deviation between winning percentage, it's basically like your luck percentage based on like one score games and your expected winning percentage. And we are 357th out of 363 teams mm. in luck rating. It's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, Andrew Hawkins had a pretty ill, great tweet. Uh, he said, "My he said his dad was talking to him. He said, his dad said, there's two brothers facing off in the Super Bowl for the first time ever. And Andrew <laughs> Hawkins said, yeah, they both played ball at Cincinnati in college too. And his dad said, boy, Hurts ain't go to no damn Cincinnati. <laughs> Which is hilarious because like his dad, I don't know. Um, it took me a while to get that, so I was like, wait a second, what am I missing? And then I was like, ah, because his dad meant that there's two black quarterbacks facing off in the Super Bowl, and Andrew Hawkins just thought he was talking about the Kelsey brothers, which was hilarious. So that was a, his, that was a pretty elite tweet from Andrew Hawkins. Uh, Brian Ferentz's contracts came out at Iowa. Uh, the amendments. He now gets his bonus if the offense scores at least 25 points a game. He's going to be broke. The <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> no way. And that's like, that would be like 85th in the country. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tied with like Arkansas State for 85 in the country in 2022. Like that's, their, that's their goal. That's their lofty goal that they want the coach to hit. I mean, it's like the this, equivalent this, of like a two thousand yard season for a running back. This is the team that scored seven points in a game with two safeties and a field goal. Twenty five points is asking for the moon. Now, Finn, it doesn't say offense though. Actually, it just says team. So you could also include defense. Oh, oh, he might be safe then. Because was didn't in their bowl game points. they scored like twenty eight, but two Dude. of their touchdowns were from pick sixes. Yeah. 
Dear God, I hope Cade McNamara. I mean, he's so much better than Spencer Peters, who's like the worst quarterback to ever play football. So, uh, Brian Schottenheimer is now the new OC for the Cowboys, and uh, they were. This is it was going around his coaching history. So this is Brian. This is Brian Schottenheimer's career. Redskins QB coach in 01, 28th ranked offense. Chargers QB coach in 02 to 05. The only years of Drew Brees' career where he didn't look like a Hall of Famer. Jets OC from 06 to 011. Wasted some of the NFL's best defenses with Mark Sanchez. Rams OC from 12 to 14. He went 25, 21, 21 in offense. Georgia in 2015, OC and QB coach. He was 85th in offense, got Mark Richt fired. Colts QB coach in 2016-2017, 30th in offense in 2017. Seahawks OC in 2018-2020, didn't let Russ cook. Jags OC in 2021, 32nd in offense with Trevor Lawrence. Brutal. That's, uh, brutal, brutal resume. Back with the Cowboys. So I hope I hope Kellen Moore is actually a good coach and he was just being held back by the Cowboys, but we will see. Um crazy that Tom Brady seems like is retiring for good this time. He great career. Crazy that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud were not born when uh when he was drafted. That's crazy. Wow. Nuts. Uh Rappaport versus Schefter on mm, the D'Amico Ryan's hire was electric. Rappaport tweets, the Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again before he recommitted to the Texans. When he agreed to turn with the Texans, they moved and finalized Sean Payton. And Schefter completely says the timing of two today's hires was completely coincidental. So this, the two titans of industry going at each other was a, was a wild. The sources just battling it out was crazy. Um, Joe Staley was just murdering people on Twitter. This was a theme. There were some Twitter murders over the last few weeks. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau tweeted at Joe Staley, like, who are you, bro? And Joe Staley tweeted back, enough for you to respond. Congrats on your four sacks this year, though. That's huge. Unbelievable numbers. And then some guy named Lawrence Tynes, I don't know who this is, but tweeted at... Uh, ex-kicker. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Giants the kicker during the Super Bowl season. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so older kicker. He said, "Hey, Kayvon, ask Joe if you can see his NFC Championship rings. You are a rookie, so maybe you don't know this, but the loser of the Super Bowl gets a ring for winning their conference, and he has two. And Joe Staley. So I think that was like defending Joe Staley or something. Yeah, it sounds like it. But it sounds like he. Missed it sounds him. like it. But then Joe just quoted it and said, "You're a kicker." So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't seem like he appreciated that. Um, this story that I forgot about, but this is like I, I read the scan over the weekend. Had to throw it back. Throw it back to this. In 2003, Jack Del Rio put an axe and a tree stump in the locker room as a motivational ploy. And during the season, punter Chris Hansen was swinging the axe at the stump and hit it, and it ricocheted and then hit his leg and cut his leg open and ended his season. Oh my god! Yeah. What? Yeah. That's a tragic injury. <laughs> because he put an axe and a tree stump in the locker room as a motivational tactic. Uh, KD and Shaq. Shaq roasting people on Twitter is just 
absolutely hilarious because KD or Shaq had a quote that came or whatever. He was on TV somewhere and they, he didn't know who Rui Hachimura was. And Kevin Durant quote tweeted and said, Shaq doesn't know ball question mark. And then Shaq just like clearly just went to KD's Twitter and like picked a random tweet. He didn't even respond to that tweet. Just picked a random tweet and said, I don't know ball, but I know how to brush my hair or decide to cut it when I was going bald. <laughs> Love always the bus driver. <laughs> Shaq just like ran to his Twitter and like found some random tweet and just responding to crazy, crazy shit, which is hilarious. I'm going to send you guys this. This is actually, if, if you guys ever want to know the value of like eating healthy, this is like the biggest kick in the pants lifestyle-wise that I've seen in years. This is Frank Reich is two years younger than Jim Irsay, and I'm sending you a picture of both of them now. You guys should look at listeners should look it up if you want some motivation. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. They look incredibly different. They look very different. Um, I love how the guy's response underneath it, it's also in the screenshot, is, are you subtweeting cocaine? <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> um, I think we talked about this, but we haven't told the listeners yet. This was like the best Villanova quote of the season. Oh, yeah. Kyle Neptune calls Brandon Slater Jimmy when he plays well and Brandon when he doesn't. Slater said, James is my real name. When I play like Brandon, he gets on me. When I play like Jimmy, he's proud. Which is just my favorite. That's the most pro positive Kyle Neptune news to come out of the camp this year. I, I agree. Jimmy Slater. Uh, and that's not like, I I genuinely love that. That's great. Oh, that was that's awesome. Never call, him, never call him Jimmy. So he always plays bad. Yeah. Oh, Sean, Sean is an anti-Brandon Slater guy. Sean is not like uh, Brandon Slater. I, I'm not, I'm not on that so book. Good. Um, and then another Kevin Durant Twitter dynamic. He uh, <laughs> he was like, so Stam and Gunny had a tweet about how like uh, the injuries are up in today's NBA, blah, 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 even though they have better tech and stuff. And then Kevin Durant said, Stan spitting. And then Stam and Gunny said, no, I'm not criticizing players. Just went at Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant was like, "Stan, I agree with you because Stan did not know that spitting means is like a good thing. He was under the impression that Kevin Durant was coming at him, which was uh pretty funny. That was a pretty good some some elite Twitter, Twitter Twitter beefs this in Man, this uh those were all good weeks. Yeah, thank you. All very good." And it's time for some top fives. Anybody like to go first, or should I kick it off? You can kick it off. I've been trying to subtly podcast while doing comments. Godspeed. All right. This comes courtesy of Jim Weber on Twitter for giving us this greatness here that I did not... No was the thing until this year's National Signing Day. Um, we're in the, you know, the Wild West of NIL. I've read a pretty crazy article today about uh, new Arizona State quarterback Jaden Rashada, who was initially promised about $10 million from two different schools and ended up getting none of it. And now he's at 
a third school, Arizona State. Seems to be more uncertainty there than we've seen in a while. So it's great to see a story like this that's just the epitome and peak of college recruiting. This is the recruitment of Willie Williams, who was an outside linebacker from Miami in 2004. He detailed in his, they call it a recruiting diary. I'm not much sure which website this is from. His experience getting recruited by a number of different schools as a top recruit. And it is full of gems here. And I want to read my top five favorite excerpts from the Willie Williams recruiting diary. Starting off here at number five, Willie does not like farmers. This is from his visit to Auburn. The girls at the party were much better than the farmer girls we'd see all day around campus, Williams said. I was kind of worried all Auburn had to offer was those farmer girls that talked funny, but the girls at the party weren't farmer girls at all. I thought they might have bust them in from Miami. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Willie. That Willie Williams is a savage. <laughs> Willie Williams does not enjoy farmers. Specifically farmer girls, apparently. That was the, I thought they must have bust them in from Miami is like the last line of this article. That's just a wild sentence. That's only number five. Number four, police escorts. This is from his, which one is this? I'm getting lost in the article right now. This is from his visit to Miami. Coach Larry Coker picked him up at his Carroll City home on a white Cadillac Escalade, then put Williams up at the Mayfair House Hotel in Coconut Grove. Williams' room featured a jacuzzi on his balcony, almost the Josh Rosen dream. Following the campus visit, the recruits boarded a bus with the coaching staff and headed for the Orange Bowl. We'd get to a red light, and I would hold on because the bus driver would just take it, he said. I was thinking the bus driver was crazy. Coach Coker was like, Willie, we've got police escorts. So he was on this bus thinking that they were running a bunch of red lights on their way to the Orange Bowl when it turns out they, they were police escorts taking him there. Willie was, Willie was perfectly safe. Number three, the silent pilot. This is from his visit to Auburn again. We could see the pilot and he could see us. One time, the plane started shaking. So I asked the pilot, is everything okay? He turned around and gave me the thumbs up and didn't say a word. Then it happened again. He did the same thing. Thumbs up. I looked at the other guys and was like, this guy has to be related to Ebert or something. Willie was nervous on the plane. He wanted to make sure that he was safe, just like on the bus, but he ended up being fine. Now, those were great. The top two are really the, the superstars here, and the spoiler alert, they both have to do with food. Number one. I'm sorry, number two here. From Florida State. Florida State's the top one on this list. I ordered a steak and a lobster tail. The lobster tail was $49.99. I couldn't believe something so little could cost so much. You got that right. The steak didn't even have a price. The menu said something about market value. I was kind of embarrassed, so I didn't order a lot. But then I saw what the other guys were ordering, and I was like, forget this. I called the waiter back and told him to bring me four lobster tails, two steaks, and a shrimp scampi. It was good. I took two boxes with me back to the hotel. That is taking your opportunity to get as much food as humanly possible. I love that from Willie Williams. And number one here, meatballs. All-time story here from his visit to Florida. 
I ate so many meatballs, the people there started looking like meatballs. I'm going to pause and I'm going to say that again. I ate so many meatballs, the people there started looking like meatballs. The first night I was okay with eating at the stadium, but then when they told me we're going to eat there again, I was a little disappointed. I was like, take us to Red Lobster or something. That's when I pretty much made up my mind. I can't live in a place that don't have any restaurants. What am I going to do? Fly home to eat shrimp? People started looking like meatballs, guys. He can't go to Florida. And that is the story of Willie Williams' recruiting from 2004. Absolutely fantastic person, character. I'm going to look up what, what happened to him. What school did he go to? Did he play in the NFL? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that out while we have other stuff going on here. That was electric. I love Willie Williams is my hero. Oh God! The Faze, the Bleacher Report article is that the one you're reading? Yeah, the tra- I'm not reading it, but the title is called "The Tragic Story of Willie Williams, College Football's First Celebrity yeah. Recruit." So I hope he's okay. I'm going to read that after the show. Okay. Anybody else? I was like going to try – Did you? have we done a Villanova player's pets one before? No. No. What? Dude, I'm mad because I didn't catch it enough during the broadcast and I can't find it. But during the game, they were flashing like Villanova – like whenever like a, one of the players did something, they would flash like like their bio on the screen. It was like – like the, it was like an intro or like Sunday football. It was just like their name and then like their first pet. What? And I only got two of them, dude. But the two oh, I got no. were electric. I know, okay. dude. It was uh, so I have to go back and find some more. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go re- rewatch the broadcast if I have to. But yeah. I'm gonna go top two today. Caleb's first pet was a pit bull named Nova. No, which was pretty. Apparently, I was like, "All right, what the right, hell, Caleb? Yeah, pretty pretty crazy." Especially because he's not like no connection to Nova as far as I knew before he transferred here. But awesome for Caleb. It's a sign. But Cam Whitmore's first pet was electric, and it made me like him even more. His first pet was a turtle that he named Squirtle. (laughs) (laughs) So Cam Whitmore had a Squirtle as his first pet, which is just hilarious. Cam is now even more my favorite player than he was before. <laughs> but I that was so great, and I really need Villanova to do this kind of thing more often because it was electric, and I wish that they had like a list of these published somewhere. I was I just realized, guys, I was on mute too. How long was I on mute? Uh, a while. <laughs> I haven't heard you in a little bit. <laughs> oh. Um, but anyway, well, we're back now. Um, what I was going to say was, uh, I, I didn't catch the context of that column, but I turned to the game watch, like I was talking to my mom, and I look up and I saw Cam Whitmore had a turtle named Squirtle. Completely disregarded it, but now I'm gonna go back and look because that is very intriguing. Dude, it was so funny. I don't even know if they're gonna have this in the in the broadcast. I'm looking right now. I, I don't know if. Wonder if it's if it's during timeouts, maybe. <laughs> maybe I. We need it. We need it, dude. I, I need this.
Sean, you got one? I do. Um, probably not my most exciting top five here, but um, I've had some very fun uh, Amazon purchases in the past three weeks because, like Colin, beginning of the new year, some stuff you should get, some problems you should solve. Um, but my dad loves it because he thinks his Venmo account's one way because usually he just pays my sisters for, like, I don't know, uh, sorority dues, sheets, laundry, like, whatever they're buying, and they just, like, like oh, like, can you Venmo me for it? So dad likes Venmo, so I spell out all my Venmos. Dad, let him know exactly what I'm buying. So here are my top five items that I've Venmoed my dad for in the past month that I bought off Amazon. Coming in number five. Um... A very, very exciting and thrilling item. Clorox wipes. Um, I ran out of wipes. I was using the Villanova COVID wipes up until this point. Uh, shout out those things for lasting me this long. Um, and the gray packs that sort of looked like, uh, like uh, what's it called? What's uh, those cocaine packs or those explosives that they use in like criminal shows? Like little like silver things, like silver pouches. Looks like that, but they're wipes and they're electric, but I had to replace them. Coming in at number four, this is another barn burner, guys. Get ready. I got a potato peeler. Um, I wanted to make French fries, and I still haven't made them yet. The potato peeler only came yesterday, but I realized I didn't have a potato peeler, and uh, I watched Rachel peel a carrot with a paring knife, and that scared me, so we got a potato peeler. And I learned there are left-handed and right-handed potato peelers because when you think about it, you should probably slice down. So you need to have blade going in both directions. So mine's a dual swivel, not a right-handed or left-handed, because what if I want to like skin a potato and I'm like, hey, Finn, you want to skin one too? Boom. Uh, versatile item. Coming in at number three. Um, yeah, again, just another <laughs> thrilling item here for me. Um, I had to switch up the gummy vitamins. Uh, I did not have a Costco trip recently, so I couldn't get the kitty critters. I had to go to one-a-day Vitacraves for men. And let me tell you, three days in, I'm really not enjoying it. Um, they're too thick. They're not gummy enough. The green apple flavor is just weird. Um, and I, I sort of thought that maybe I should look into what these vitamins are getting me rather than just like blindly taking gummy vitamins every night. But we're not past it yet. Coming in at number two, uh, a, a quite literally electric item has lots of power, um, AA batteries. Uh, the reason this comes in at number two is because I meant to buy AAA batteries, but I just bought AA batteries. Now I have a pack of AA batteries in my desk that I have nothing to use them for. Um, so I bet you couldn't guess what comes first. It is AAA batteries, um, which I actually needed in the first place, but I had to order um, another pack because I needed them. Uh, because it's too exciting, it didn't make the top five, but I also ordered a little thing of hand lotion because I was told my hands are always too dry. Um, I've only used the said hand lotion once, but I left it out in my room and Rachel used it and then her friend Mary used it. I think Clark probably used it and my hand lotion just making the world a better place. That did not make the lame top five. Um, but yeah, that's the top five of things that were on Amazon that are sort of funny and I had to bend on my dad for. Electric. Quite literally an electric item was a all time line. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I didn't have enough foods to do a food top five. And uh, first thing that popped in my mind is I had this stack of, a stack of batteries on my desktop. So I don't know what to do with it. All right. I think it's Weedle's time. Unless Colin had an additional one to the animals. I do, I do not. Okay. That, the two was worth more than 
ten. So those those are find, great too. I need, to, I need to dig this. There's got to be. It's got to be out there somewhere. It has to be out there somewhere. I agree. I have four Weedles here because I'm realizing we talked about Jim Harbaugh in the last show, so I'll, I'll save that one for now. Um, kicking it off here, we're going to start with Twitter. Is a little Weedle here for? I mean, they've been. It's been chaos seemingly since Elon took over, but one of their new uh, developments here is that they are no longer going to support free access to the Twitter API. This means that your favorite automated accounts are now going to have to pay, I think, $700 to remain in business. So we're going to have to say goodbye to the Surrender Index, which is the Cowardly Punts, which I think had a 99th percentile one to go out on. So there was that. Uh, the Scorigami bot would be in this category. Would it dong the account that tracks whether an account, uh, a home run would be a home run at every MLB stadium? These are some of my favorite Twitter accounts. They're now going to be gone, and I'm very sad about it, and I hate the fact that they're doing this. So that's that's a little weedle to Twitter. Um, number two here, Kansas City Chiefs social team. This has been a, a joke we've made before on this show, but they put it into a graphic. Chris Jones said, don't ever ever, ever disrespect Arrowhead. Obviously talking about the uh, Burrowhead stuff that was leading up to that game. But the social team, I guess under some kind of contract, inserted in between disrespect and Arrowhead, uh, Giha Field at, in parentheses. I don't think Chris Jones said, don't ever, ever, ever disrespect Giha Field at Arrowhead. <laughs> we don't care that it's Giha Field. Just, just call it Arrowhead, man. Like, you could leave Giha Field on the sign. You could say that on the TV broadcast. You don't need to put it in the social media post. Come on. Ridiculous. Um, last two here. The people running the Puxatani Phil FAQ, which I didn't realize was a thing here. They got really dark with an answer to a question here, which I did not expect. Um, somebody asked... How many fills have there been over the years? There has only been one Punxsutawney fill. He has been making predictions since 1886. Wow. Punxsutawney Phil gets his longevity from drinking the Elixir of Life, a secret recipe. Phil takes one sip every summer at the Groundhog Picnic, and it magically gives him seven more years of life. That sounds great. Why they felt the need to add on the second part here. Does Phil have any children? No, Phil has never had any children. Does Phil have a wife? Yes, her name is Phyllis. She doesn't receive the elixir of life, so she will not live forever like Phil. What the fuck are we doing, guys? How expensive is the elixir of life? Give it to Phyllis. Give it to the damn groundhog. Why are we not letting the fictional groundhog survive? It's very strange. Final Lil Weedle goes to Archibald C. Manning. Current student, current student at the University of Texas. He lost his student ID twice. <laughs> it's very funny. And um, I did not know that he was an Archibald. That was that was news to me. That's all I had. I love it. Those are good ones. I can't believe Archibald just keeps losing his student ID. It's just classic. <laughs> I did that like three times when I was new to it. Uh-oh. 
my uh, my first little weedle is going to go out to our good friend Colin, who oh, no. did not learn from his lesson the first time of uh, telling people who love you about surgeries in a good manner. Uh, so I found out about Colin's uh, Colin's procedure uh, this weekend. I was like, oh, like. Like, oh, like, is, like, the, is everything okay? Yeah, not a big deal. And then Jackie pipes in and goes, yep, he just asked me to pick him up from the hospital and not give any context. Like, Colin, got to get better at this. Um, my uh, second little wheel is going out to this guy I was playing pickup with on Saturday, insisted that we play with this ball because it was an NBA basketball. Little wheel of the NBA basketball. Um, they need to be broken in, apparently, for two to 300 hours. Like, you need to, like, break it down like a baseball glove. It was, like, really, really, really slick and sort of, like, would get, like, dusty. You know, like, the evolution's, like, big and plush and easy to hold? Mm-hmm. Like, not at all like that. Like, these balls were awful. Like, they were too light. Like, it was weird. Like, it was inflated the right. Like, the guy even had, like, an official pump in the box. But I read about it online. Apparently, NBA balls, like, really do need to be broken in. So, don't buy an NBA ball. They're expensive and they're not good. Um... And, uh, yeah, well, we'll leave it there for now. Got a, got a good life. Can't complain about too many little weedles. I did not know that you had to break in for two to 300 hours. It seems a little bit like, I'm not like ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, I was honestly stunned. Like I had no idea that one in NBA basketball was slippery and two, that's how they fix it just by using them. Yeah, well, Netflix is gonna be my first little weedle, just for being jerks and making me quit Netflix because I don't want to pay for my own account. Like, understandable, but like, I hope they go out of business. I think they walked it back. I agree, they are a weedle, but I think they they said they're not gonna they do say, it anymore. They say it walked it. Did they walk it back, or they say it wasn't supposed to like be out? Oh, I think they said it wasn't supposed to be out. Yeah. So yeah, they they realized that it was a bad idea. What? What the fuck, bro? Why you? I just I made the mistake of typing. Twitter is now my little weedle because I typed Netflix into <laughs> Twitter, and it just naked pictures came on my phone. Why? <laughs> what the fuck? Don't type Netflix into the search bar on Twitter, I guess. I guess I can't well, search for the top tweets about Netflix. Nope, you're not allowed. Unless I, I spell that wrong? Like, did I spell it wrong? Nope, I didn't spell it wrong. It's not just I photos don't. of Craig Reynolds? No. Uh, I, it, I, I wish... I do have another little thing when I think of it. Um, but it was with myself during... Similar to the Colin, I was like so immersed in something and I typed something in the wrong box, so... I typed, I was, I think I was walking back to work at 10 o'clock at night, maybe. And I typed Prudential, <laughs> Prudential, like the insurance company into Spotify. That's what it's staying for. <laughs> nope, that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for <laughs> song, but I typed Prudential. Hey, we're, we're all, I, I survived the Larry Fitzgerald butt search earlier during this show, so we're all having experiences. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Oh, also, on that same podcast, they had a, a debate, and I'm honestly, I honestly like to hear everyone's answers here. And Finn, maybe we could do, maybe we could, eh, no, we probably can do it. 
Um, John Rahm and Steph Curry have a bet that one of them can either make, I think it was five 20-foot putts or five three-pointers. Like, who can get it done first? And Yeah, I agree with Rahm that, like, it has to be. Uh, five 20-foot putts is just a really low percentage. Yeah, like, it's you can like, like 100 it's, putts. It's the three-pointers. For sure. I think you can chuck three-pointers way faster than you can hit putts. Yeah, like the three-point contest. Like we had the, the rack next to you. But hitting five of them, I, I, I think they're yeah. around. I think that if you give – like you look at people who compete at halftime at a game. Like no one even comes close. If you like give someone who's like not good at basketball, like – or even who is good at basketball, you put them in the three-point line, like – I don't know. You just like rapid fire putts and like they're bound to go in the hole at some point. No, I don't know. Do you like, if you look at 20 footer, like, and maybe if it's like dead straight, but like any amount of break, like the average make yeah, like PGA tour is like 3% or something. Like it's like single digits. And then we're talking about someone who's like not even close to the PGA tour, like making the putts. I, I think John Rahm's still got to be like 10% three right unless are we talking about like nba three-point line like i don't know if you stick john Rahm at the top of the key and like give him a rack like i think he can bank a few threes in like i don't know bro i just i don't think like 20 feet is really long if you said like 12 feet i think it would be pretty close or like i don't know because i think if you went the other way i think if you said john Rahm has to hit Who's going to make it do it first if Steph Curry's shooting threes and John Rahm's hitting putts? Like, Steph Curry's going to dust them. I think shooting threes is just a faster thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I was having this, uh, this debate internally. But very funny one. And if we ever do come across someone who I, – I was going to challenge Finn, but um, then I realized that I would be shooting three-pointers and Finn would be putting. And I'm like, I would – I think I'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, that would be problematic. You for need, me. yeah, you need to go the other way. What if uh, you need Finn to shoot three pointers and Sean to putt? Yeah, that good word. Uh, I'm, yeah, now that you say it, it's. You I, still think you need, like, I still think Finn beats you though. Like, I, I think you need like, what if it's like Brian shooting three pointers? Are you so, putting? Okay, so th- this is what I was trying to think of because I had this other bet in my head, but I forgot. So my friend Cam. Uh, Goldman friend, played basketball every, every week. He played cornerback, started all four years, and ran track at Georgetown. So very athletic, very fast. I was debating with him, 100-yard dash. I started in the 30-yard line. He is saying he could catch me from 30 yards. No. I'm not fast, but 30 yards no. is a long distance. That's it's like physically long. impossible. It's, no. Like, He's not the... We're talking about like a situation like the freeze for the Atlanta Braves, like yeah, that takes an entire like way longer for like a near like a collegiate sprinter to catch a normal person. Who I think you would be faster than. Yeah, there's no shot. It's sort of making me yeah, question. Think it's about like how long it takes on the outfield. Yeah, he's an there's idiot. No he doesn't realize like what. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he knows how far no. thirty yards is. Like. We need to we need to see this. That it needs to be a pay per view. We need to have a whole 
we'll, event. we'll do it on on Super Bowl Sunday. I'll make Cam take yes. the take the ferry or the subway or the path across the river so I can like race him down like a street. <laughs> but it came up because uh, like it's actually awesome. Like when you're playing basketball with him, you can throw a pass like within like a four foot radius in either direction, like high, low, up, down, and he'll just like catch it running full speed because like the cornerback skills. Um, and yeah, and then I somehow we challenged this race, and now I'm gonna have to do this race, but whatever. I think I, I think I got it in the bag. Yeah, yeah, I don't see him. That's crazy, bro. Um, yeah, my the other other little weirdo I had was uh, both the Orange Crush Illinois student section, and also kind of the Iowa athletic department, but mostly the Orange Crush student section. Did you guys see the story? I did not. Basically, like, so the Illinois Orange Crush is like a student section. Every year, they like buy tickets in like a group to an away game, and like they show up in the away like colors, and then they take off the colors. Like, it's like a thing, and then they like root for Illinois during the game or whatever. And then, like, they tweeted that, like, Iowa had, like, rescinded their tickets and they were out a bunch of money for, like, buses and stuff because, like, they just, like, didn't want a bunch of Illinois fans in there. And then it turned out that, like, they had bought the tickets. Like, because they buy the tickets under, like, a fake group. They just, like, give, like, a the name of, like, a not – because they don't want to say, like, we're the Illinois Orange Crush when they buy make the group ticket order. So they just say, like, another group. So they've done, like, other stuff. They did like youth activists one year or something, and then this year. But apparently, they they said they were from the Boys and Girls Club, which was like a charity. So they pretended to be a charity to like get tickets, and then Iowa oh, like rescinded their tickets. But then Iowa was like made it seem like they got a, like a really discounted rate because they were a charity, which they didn't. They just got like mm. the normal group. They bought a bunch of tickets. And then Iowa also rescinded their tickets, and like they said, oh, we're 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 gonna rescind their tickets and give it to the boys and girls club, but they actually only gave like twenty five percent of the tickets to the boys and girls club, and then they gave the rest to like Iowa staffers or whatever. So, Orange Crush for impersonating the boys and girls club, obviously poor decision, and Iowa for being a bunch of soft babies not wanting away fans in their arena. Uh, but yeah, just everyone in that situation. That situation went on for far too long, and I saw it far too many times on Twitter. So both those people are little wheels for me. Uh, just hearing you describe that situation made me shiver. If I had to like analyze that ticketing data for work, that would be the worst thing ever to follow the train oh. of. <laughs> that would be so True. bad. <laughs> okay. Fun show. Good to be back. Do we have anything else? I think that's all I've got for people at this point. Um, great to be back. Great to talk to you guys. And uh, oh, are we. Uh, I feel like we always do like Super Bowl prop bets. We didn't do that. Do that quick. Oh yeah, good idea. Yeah, that's good. Do you have a list like you had last year, Colin, or no? Uh, I th- yeah, I can pull them. Okay. Yeah, I was reading a list, but it was not nearly as fun as I thought it was, and then I got distracted talking about three pointers and seventy yard dashes. And uh, I'll, I'll type out whatever I answer to 
Okay, I can say about all of ours, I guess. I'll mind my notes tab. Thank you. No problem. All right. Wait, what's this? Okay, so... 2023 Super Bowl Gatorade color. Orange. Yellow, green, orange, blue, red, pink, or clear water. Sean's got orange. Orange. Always orange. Blue. I'll go blue. Oh, no, never mind. Then I'll go yellow slash green. What? We can't get two? <laughs> no, I, it's yellow. That's what the odds are. It says yellow slash green. I think it's just hard to tell. What? Oh, oh okay. Okay, fine. Uh, fine that's fine. fair. Okay. I'll give you that. All right. Um, is this like the, not the right list? Oh, Jackie's Jackie's coming in with hot with the with the predictions. Um, Love it. Thanks, Jackie. Jackie's contributing to the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. Uh, pick the winner. Eagles. You see, I'm really torn here because, like, I. I can't see the Eagles lose on Rachel's birthday, but I hate the Eagles. Like I, I was trying to explain that, like it's like a traumatic childhood memory watching Deshaun Jackson prance across the end zone and dive in to beat your team and knock them out of the playoffs. Um, like a scarring upbringing moment, like probably like you know, worst moment, like worst ten moments of your life at this point. So uh, we're going Chiefs, but like I need to be sort of close. So I don't have a sad birthday girl. Over under Wait. fifty. Did you pick? Yeah, I said Eagles. Oh, I, I missed that. I bet. Over. Over. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. Uh, Chris Stapleton length of the national anthem performance. Over under two and a, two point two minutes and five seconds. Over. Under. I think I'm going to go under also. Coin toss, heads or tails? Tails. I'll go heads. Tails. Tails never fails. Will the opening kickoff result in a touchback? Yes. Yes. Mm, yeah. Will either team score in the first six minutes of the game? I don't know if this means field goal or touchdown. Should we go? Yeah, should we go? That means field goal or touchdown, or just touchdown? Um, let's, let's say either one. I'm gonna say yes. Okay, I'm gonna say no. Yes. Um. Which player will score the first touchdown? Uh, Hassan Reddick. No, that would be really bad. <laughs> uh, we'll go uh, Boston Scott because they always hand him the ball and make the one yard line. Jalen Hurts rushing. Mm, I was, I was, I was looking at that also. 
I'm going to go Pacheco. I like that one. Thank you. How long will the first successful field goal be? Uh, over under 37 and a half. Under. Conservative Super Bowl. I, I was thinking the opposite. Okay. I'll go over. Will both teams score a touchdown in the second quarter? Yeah. No. No. Who will have more passing yards in the first half? Mahomes. Go Hurts. Mahomes. Will either team score in the last minute of the first half? I'll go yes. Yes. No. Which song will be played first during Rihanna's halftime show? Umbrella, because the only song I know. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to catch up. I lost speed on typing here. All good, bro. I feel bad if you gave you a tough job. That's fine. For the, the last, the final two minutes, who said what for that one? Sorry. Uh, or final one I said, minute. Final one minute. I think Collins I said, no. said yes. Chubb said no. Okay, perfect. Got it. All right, now we're back. Rihanna, final or first song? First. I think it's going to be one of the older ones. Umbrella's a good one. I'm not gonna go with it. You know, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go work. I'll go work. Okay. Nope. Change, Disturbia. Nope. Change my mind. Disturbia. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go live your life. Oh. Okay. Now I do know a long a lot of songs. Look at this. How many songs we played during the halftime show? Ten or more, or nine or less. Nine or less. Nine or less. I'm gonna nine or less also. The first play from scrimmage in the second half will be a run or pass. Run. pass. Will there be a rushing touchdown scored in the third quarter? No. No. Passing TD third quarter? Rushing TD third quarter. Rushing TD third quarter. I'm going to say yes. Which yes. team will punt last? Sorry, Sean, I didn't mean to cut you off. So I said, you said yes for rushing TD yes, third quarter? Yes, yes, we'll punt last. Uh, I'll go Chiefs, punt last. I'll go Eagles. Eagle, Eagles, too. All right, jersey number of the player to score the last touchdown. Oh, interesting. 11 or higher, 10 or lower. Oh. 10 or lower. Yeah, we'll go 10 or lower. I'll go 11 or higher. Will either quarterback have 300-plus passing yards? Yes. Mahomes. Uh, I don't know. 
I'm gonna go yes. I wanna watch this. How many receptions will Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard combine for? Uh, Twelve and a half over under. I'm gonna go over. 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 Who will have more rushing yards, Jarek McKinnon or Kenneth Gainwell? That's a funny one. Um, ooh, Jared McKinnon, one of Collins' guys. That's really, that's a diabolical question because McKinnon is a little bit out of the loop in terms of rushing, but Gainwell's their third bat. I'm gonna say it's Gainwell, but they're both gonna have like two carries. <laughs> I like that question. That's a good one. Uh, longer reception: AJ Brown or Devontae Smith? AJ Brown. AJ. AJ. Over under Miles Sanders carries 13 and a half. Under. Over. Um, this is tough. Um, I will go over. Will the total amount of points scored be odd or even? Odd. Even. Will any player besides Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes throw a pass? Yes. I would love that. Yes. Can we have bonus points for naming who? We can play that if you want. I go uh, yes, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I go yes and McKinnon. Yes, AJ Brown. Total turnovers to an over under two and a half. Under. Go over. Over. Give me some chaos. Highest scoring quarter. Fourth quarter. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do. I'll do second just to be a different answer. Super Bowl MVP: Mahomes, Hurts, or any other. Hurts. Any other. Taking the underdog by taking everyone else. I'll go Hurts too. Alright, that's it, boys. Love it. Thank you, Colin. Good stuff. Alright, good stuff, guys. Very excited for this weekend. Excited to recap the Super Bowl after the fact with all of you. And, um,. Yeah, good to be back. Great to be back. Forever and always. Go Cats. What is happening? I'm hitting stop. <laughs> I'm saying, I think I said it now. Failed to stop recording. What is? What does it mean? What does this mean? Are we stuck again? <laughs>
It's it says user for you. It says user is spirit is experiencing some connection issues, but recording is being saved locally. What does that mean? I yeah, that's me too now. What the f- what? Can I pause it? Oh my god! I'm just on this call for infinite forever. We we can't leave, guys. Yeah, anybody have a uh, any any kind of filibuster or something that they want to? They want to try here while I try to connect to a different network. <laughs> um, well, no basketball's really bad. Oh no! Just kidding. I can't handle the boys. We're trying. We're grinding, bro. We're we're playing close games. It's just like oh, no, it didn't work. Yeah, we know. We know how good they are. We know how talented. <sighs> Are we still in? We're still in the delusional camp that like maybe they're gonna make something of themselves in the Big East tournament. Maybe not win it, but at least like be respectable. Finn, did you watch the last couple games? Hello. Oh no, we lost him. Like I can't hear you if you're talking. I'm just what? What is happening? Oh, he's back. Back, buddy. I'm just I've been lost in the sauce. This is just ridiculous. What do we do? I don't think he's back. Do I and dare try? I think I'm I'm talking into the void right now. That's actually a sweet. Try refreshing the page right and then try stopping the recording. I'm gonna do yeah, that. We're gonna see what happens to this show. Oh god, that's scary. Yeah. Still pretty cool. Dude, I heard this driver's sick too. Yeah, from what I've seen, I mean, they always look sick when they always do the demos, but probably pretty cool. Yeah. 